You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast. Grant McCauley and Jake Mastriani with you after a winning day for the Atlanta Braves as they open up a quick two-game set against the Boston Red Sox on Tuesday night at Fenway Park with a hard-fought 9-7 victory in extra innings. Perhaps the kind of win, the kind of battle that will get this team headed back in the right direction. It certainly helps on this 11-game road trip to get back in the win column after what was a disappointing series and a disappointing weekend against the first-place Mets over at City Field. The Braves will be looking to do more damage on this road trip, and we'll be looking to tell you more about tonight's win and, of course, get you set up for Game 2 at Fenway Park. Before we get started with that, though, I want to remind you to subscribe to the postcast right here and subscribe to Locked on Sports Atlanta on YouTube. Make sure you enable those alerts so you get notified every time we drop a new episode, and make sure you subscribe to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake, I just have a feeling that nights like this and performances like we saw, there were a lot of heroes in this game, I felt like, to make a win possible for the Braves. But it just felt like perhaps a shot in the arm, a momentum boost, whatever you want to call it, a lot of good things for the Braves, even though they had to battle to get this thing. Yeah, but they did have to battle, and they came out on top, and that's obviously what's most important here. To lose a game like this, continue a long losing streak, long for them for this year, longest that they've had, you know, obviously could just continue to wreck their confidence going forward. But you saw the excitement from Ronald Acuna Jr. sliding across home plate. You can kind of feel that energy with this team, and I think it could hopefully, in a positive direction, give them some confidence going forward, hopefully get them on a good run of success here. Yeah, and you'll take all you can get as far as confidence is concerned, particularly after losing four out of five. And as you mentioned, their first three-game losing streak of the season, when that doesn't happen to you until the month of August, you would think you're having a pretty good year. And for the Braves, they are having a pretty good year. The Mets are just having a little bit better year. But we're not here to talk about the Mets. We're here to talk about the Braves and their win over the Red Sox. 9-7 is the final score. Let's look inside the box score of this game to get you all caught up on the particulars. Game number 111 of the season, so only 51 more to go after this. First of the two games set in Boston, Braves now 65-46 and 46 with nine runs on 13 hits. No errors. They left 11 men on base. Red Sox dropped to 54-57, and 57, seven runs, 11 hits, no errors, eight men left aboard. The winner in relief, Dylan Lee, and the loss goes to Caleb Ort, as Lee is now 3-0. Ort is 0-1, and Tyler Matzik nailed down his first career save. Game lasted four hours and 13 minutes and 34,972 Packed into Fenway Park to see the uh, Boston Red Sox and, of course, the former Boston Braves. And by the sound of it at Fenway, there were quite a few Braves fans there by the end who were cheering as Atlanta was able to pull out this 9-7 win. We kind of have to get in our way back machine to go back to how this game started. The Braves jumped out to an early lead. Austin Riley was going off again. He's got a run scoring triple. He's got a two-run homer over the monster. Things are looking pretty good. But the Red Sox hit three home runs off Charlie Morton. He was able to gut out six innings, but this really felt like a step backwards, Jake, for Charlie, who had looked, uh, I think, more good than not lately. But a couple of times he has been roughed up to the tune of three home runs, and this just the latest. Yeah, I mean, you look at his line, six innings, six hits, a walk, seven strikeouts, and 96 pitches. That looks pretty good, but he gave up five earned runs because he gave up three bombs, and they were absolute bombs. And, you know, it's just been kind of some inconsistency for Charlie Morton. You look at his last five starts, He's gone five earned runs, zero earned runs, four earned runs, zero earned runs, and now five earned runs. So, 
again, it's just kind of that inconsistency that really we've seen for him all year. I do believe he's been better and looked better over the last couple of months, but still, there's just that inconsistency from him. And the Braves need him. The Braves need him to be that that co-pilot next to Max Fried at the top of the rotation if they're going to make any noise down the stretch and in the postseason. So need to see him get on a good run. The home run ball kind of bit him against the Mets in that one start, too. It bites him again here. Uh, but again, there's good in there. I mean, again, six hits, one walk, didn't hit anybody in this one, which is a positive step for him. Seven strikeouts, but leaving too many balls over the middle of the plate. And when he did, he paid for it dearly against the Red Sox. Yeah, he did. And you mentioned the three home runs, and that's the second time this season. And you mentioned it was his start against the Mets back at Truist Park, the only other time that had happened this year. Charlie Morton's not a guy who gives up a lot of home runs, historically speaking. And a three-home run game against him is a bit of a rarity. To see it happen two times within the span of about a month is kind of disconcerting. But as you mentioned, it's kind of been back and forth. Jekyll and Hyde a bit for Charlie Morton in terms of at least the earned run column, if you will. Uh, but the Braves do need him to step up down the stretch and be the guy that they have brought him in to be and the guy that he's been uh, for the last five or six years on any staff that he's been a part of. And the Braves need more of that. But this wasn't Charlie Morton's night. However, it was the Braves' offense's night, uh, Jake. And that's something we have been looking forward to seeing. And it all starts at the top of the order. And it trickled all the way down on through and where there were guys in different spots throughout the night coming up big. But three hits and three runs scored from Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, he is now 11 for 24 on this road trip, continues to make the kind of plays and do the kind of things that make him the player that he is. That slide to score, it was an insurance run, but to score after Michael Harris did in the 11th inning on Austin Riley's two-run single, that may be one of the biggest highlights of the year for Ronald Acuna Jr. and maybe just more validation that on this road trip, he's really starting to find himself. Yeah, it was great to see, especially after sitting out Sunday's game. Good to see him come back here and kind of continue what we had seen at City Field, one of the bright spots in that five-game series. And yeah, I mentioned it, the slide across home plate, that extra run, and just his excitement and enthusiasm. You're starting to see that confidence build, not in the team, but in Ronald Acuna Jr. When Ronald Acuna Jr. has that confidence and he's playing with that, then watch out because I just think this offense and this lineup can take off. So it's certainly great to see that. Still would love to see him start to get some better launch on the baseball, but he's still hitting the ball hard. He hasn't ever stopped doing that. But again, seeing him turn third and score on that play, a fantastic slide. And again, just the confidence and excitement that he brings to this lineup, to this team when he is going right and when he's healthy like that, it is an encouraging sign to see. Yeah, a couple of exciting things on that play. Number one, when Ronald got on base, knowing that he could steal second with a runner already at third, that I think was big. That's just one of those plays that a heads-up ball player makes. Then Ron Washington had the windmill going, so Michael Harris had already scored to put the Braves on top. Ronald Acuna Jr. cutting third, heading home. You could see Harris lining up to give Ronald Acuna Jr. maybe a little bit of extra direction as the throw took the catcher to the foul side of the line for Ronald to cut inside, got his hand in, never got tagged until after the play, after he'd celebrated. Then a tag was slapped on him for good measure, but at that point, it was already done. That was a fired-up Ronald Acuna Jr., a fired-up Braves team as well, and then able to close out that win. But that's just one of the big moments of this game. We'll talk a little bit more about what went right for the Braves lineup and, of course, get you set for Game 2 in the series. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about Coffee AM, the official sponsor of the Braves postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster, and if you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today, you can get a look at their full menu. They've got all kinds of coffees, teas, and some gift sets as well. That's coffeeam.com slash locked on. 
Use the coupon code Locked On. You get fifteen percent off your order, and that's coffees, teas, gift sets, all kinds of things. I start my day with Coffee AM. Hopefully, you will do the same because it is a great way to start your day and perhaps a great way to wake up after a Braves win is with Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. So it wasn't just the Ronald Acuna Jr. show on this night. I had to actually pull up the box score here so I could get a little bit more into making sure everyone kind of gets their credit here. Multi-hit games from Ronald Acuna Jr., Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, and then down at the bottom of the order, there's that man again, Michael Harris. He knocked in a run. He scored the go-ahead run. It just continues to be an exciting player and a spark plug for this club as he has been. But I think if you had to look at another guy in addition to Ronald that was out there having a pretty big night for himself, it's the MVP candidate, Austin Riley. Three out of six in this game, five runs knocked in, hit a home run over the green monster. And of course, I don't think there was a bigger hit on this night than his go-ahead two-run single that put the Braves on top. But uh, I went through some notes, Jake, and uh, when it comes to 30 home runs from Braves third baseman, that has only happened uh, by six different players in Braves franchise history. And Ronald and uh, Ronald and Austin Riley is the first Braves third baseman to have back-to-back 30 home run seasons since Chipper Jones. Prior to that, it was Bob Horner. Prior to that, it was Eddie Matthews. And that's the end of the list. So Austin Riley continues to come up with big hits. He continues to show big power. And with 30 homers and 30 doubles already, 111 games into the season, he got his name right up there next to Mr. Hank Aaron, who in 1959 was the only other Brave to do that. Yeah, we've now seen two stats this year that he has flirted with that had Hank Aaron's name next to it. Um, This is pretty incredible stuff that he's doing. And look, I'm glad they did. I have no idea why they pitched Austin Riley there. That is beyond me, but thank you. Um, Glad glad they did. Uh, He is just absolutely incredible, on fire, love what he is doing. That home run he had in the third inning fouled off a bunch of pitches mm-hmm. and then got that ball and sent it over the monster and wrecked somebody's windshield out there. He is he is on fire, and he just has been forever. And you said it, an MVP candidate in his own right, but you also mentioned it up and down the lineup tonight, everybody contributing except for Marcelo Zuna. Um, but <laughs> 13 hits, seven, seven walks, and four strikeouts. I don't remember the last time this offense has had more walks and strikeouts in a game. That is pretty incredible. I thought it was a great approach from this lineup. Rich Hill started the game. I get that, but still. Uh, just some really good at bat, some clutch hitting. Dansby with that clutch hit in the eighth inning. Michael Harris with the clutch hit in the sixth inning. So, yeah, offense was not the problem in this one. I thought they were great in this game. No, the offense more than did its job. You mentioned a lot of you know, guys up and down the lineup that contributed. Of course, Marcelo Zuna did not contribute. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about it, but I think we will over the next, what, 51 games after today have to start wondering, you know, how many at-bats Marcelo Zuna is going to continue to get down the stretch as his numbers over the last few weeks have been pretty bad. His overall numbers this season have not been great, and that builds off what was already a disappointing 2021. But uh, we'll get to that at some point. But there was another uh, big moment in this game, Orlando Arcia with a big run-scoring base hit, but hurt himself, cutting first base, heading to second. We don't know the full extent of this yet. That has not been announced by the team. But losing Arcia on top of not having Ozzy Albies with you, the Robinson Cano experiment didn't work. All of a sudden, A-Ray Adrianza becomes kind of an important guy, at least for a little while. Yeah, hopefully he finds some of that magic that Adrianza had with the Braves at times last year, coming up with some clutch hits. It's not a great situation. And look, Ozzy's going to come back when Ozzy comes back. This isn't going to speed that up at all, even though I know Braves fans wish it would. Uh, But it's unfortunate. I mean, and I love what RC has done there. I mentioned on the podcast 
today, the fact that he's played great defense, he's come up with some clutch hits, some big home runs. He's been a great replacement player, and I think that's what he is at this point. But losing that guy, I think you're going to see even bigger drop off there at second base, unfortunately, until Ozzy's able to return. Yeah, it does look like that Orlando Arcia is going to be going on the injured list with a left hamstring strain. So uh, that's something that, according to Dave O'Brien of The Athletic, who was in Brian Snitker's postgame availability and down in the clubhouse with the Braves, said that he heard it pop. So he's going to go on the injured list. That move will come on Wednesday. As we saw, Ray Adrianzo was the man that finished up at second base, but the Braves clearly will have to make a move as another infielder lands on the IL. As you mentioned, it's not going to speed up the return of Ozzy Albies, but the Braves will have to maybe test out some minor league depth and see if they can bring somebody up. We'll see how the club addresses that come Wednesday. We'll get you set up for Wednesday here in a moment. Before we do, though, I want to remind you to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. And this podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Use the code Locked On. That is code Locked On. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging, which won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free, find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Also, my duty to let you know that the New York Mets they want a baseball game on Tuesday as well as they beat the Cincinnati Reds pretty handily. So that means the Braves remain seven games behind the New York club as they go into Wednesday's series finale against the Boston Red Sox. It is game two, quick series, then an off day on Thursday. Then, of course, the series in Miami to wrap things up. But on Wednesday, it's Kyle Wright against Nick Pavetta. Wright's 13-5, and five, Pavetta 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, What do you see out of this pitching matchup, Jake? And just how nice would it be to see the Braves grab a quick sweep of the series and kind of get the road trip back going in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, with these two-game series, you got to sweep it to win it. So, I mean, you got to get it done, uh, and hopefully they can do that. I think it goes without saying after this game, extra innings game, you need some length out of your starter. You need some quality length as well. I mean, Wright gave them some length last time going six innings, but gave up a lot of runs, as did Charlie Morton on this night as well. So need a good start out of Kyle Wright, a quality start. And hopefully we just continue to see the at-bats we saw on Tuesday from these Braves hitters up and down the lineup, a just complete game offensively. And again, hopefully the starting pitching kind of puts it together. You want to try to save those bullpen arms that you had to use on this night. A.J. Minter at least didn't have to throw a lot, so he could be available. But um, I would love to see a complete game. We just haven't really seen one in quite a while for this Braves team. Starting pitching has been struggling a little bit here as of late. So just wanting to see that complete game from the Braves, sweep this two-game set, go into the weekend against Miami, looking to win that series as well, and get on a hot streak. Yeah, I mean, I'll take a complete game from Kyle Wright if he's you know into that sort of Absolutely. thing. And remember – He had a pretty rough start against Boston back at Truist Park a little bit earlier this season, so no doubt he has a little bit of redemption on his mind for that and redemption from his last start against the New York Mets as well. Just um, a rough one for him, and those are going to happen throughout the course of the season, but Kyle has been nothing if not resilient, and I think that's something that this Braves club has shown itself to be and is going to have to continue to be not only on this road trip but all the way down the stretch if they want to try to catch up with a team like the New York Mets and at the very least make sure that they have a seat at the postseason table. That, of course, remains the goal for the Braves. On Wednesday evening, 7.10 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch at Fenway Park. It's Kyle Wright and Nick Pavetta as they battle it out. Game two of this quick two-game series, and the Braves are looking for the sweep. That'll wrap things up for us here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. He's Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley. We will talk to you after Wednesday's game two. But once again, your final score on this night, 9-7. The Braves a winner, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, so long, everyone.